Hi, everyone. My name is Dennis Mink. I'm the VP of Marketing here at Liftoff. And today we have Matt Sadowski, a mobile marketing manager at Snap Interactive. Snap Interactive is the creator of the popular AYI dating app, or Are You Interested? Matt, how are you? Good. How are you, Dennis? I'm doing well. Uh, I'd love to, why don't we just start off? Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, about what you do at, at AYI? Sure. So my title is the marketing manager of user acquisition. Um, and my top to down day-to-day uh, -day activities uh, are primarily focused on, you know, filling out our digital channels um, to drive uh, new users to our dating app and ultimately uh, lead them to become subscribers on our site. Great. Yeah, it's a, it's a hefty job you've got. It is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so w why don't you tell us about, uh, tell us about AYI. Sure. So AYI is a dating app that was founded about four to five years ago, I believe. Um, it was founded on Facebook. It was kind of a first of its kind app um, where people could connect with each other on Facebook in the sense of uh, dating. And it kind of went viral. Um, and since then, we've had a steady subscriber base. Um, and what we're trying to do now is uh, find ways that we can make dating easiest for users. Uh, we've kind of identified a whole bunch of really cool features, such as our icebreaker feature, which allows users to easily click a button and send out messages to you know, dozens, if not hundreds, of singles in their area who meet their criteria. Uh, so it's a dating app that focuses a lot on Facebook connectivity and also simplicity for the user. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, so are is the service still available on Facebook, or are you 100% mobile at this point? Uh, at this point, you could get it on Facebook, web, mobile web, Android, uh, and iPhone. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. So w tell us about, um, I'm interested in understanding the 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 funnel inside of your app. Like, what are the key steps that users need to go through in order to actively use the app? Sure. Well, obviously, the most important thing is to get them to install the app first. So, at the very start of the funnel, we want them to click on an ad, bring them to the install page, and install that app. Uh, once we get them within the app, uh, we'd like them to confirm or register uh, their account which could be done through a simple email form where they can connect with Facebook because we do have that Facebook connectivity. Um, and then after that, once they interact with the site, once they hit a paywall, then it goes straight to the purchase event. Okay. Now, are you guys, uh, are, do you charge on a subscription-based model? Yeah, we do have a subscription-based model, and we're also playing around with uh, potentially some other type of models, such as... Uh, uh, you know, ad type, uh, pay to play type models. Right, right. Okay. So, thinking about your users uh, that actively use the app, what exactly does a quality mobile user look like to AYI? Sure. Yeah, a quality user is someone who is going to be highly engaged on the app. Uh, as a dating site, we generate revenue by, and also we, you know, are, we consider Excel successful by having people come onto the app who are intending to look for a relationship and are willing to interact with people online. Um, the best 
feeling is when we get somebody who sends us a letter or writes into our support team and tells us that they're getting married because they met somebody on AYI. So that would be the highest quality user, somebody who, you know, is looking for love and they end up finding it. Mm -hmm. Now, does, does it also mean that a, the highest quality user is a paying subscriber or can you still get value from the app without being a paid subscriber? The value that you get from not being a paid subscriber is limited. Um, in order to unlock all of your messages, you need to be a paid subscriber. Uh, so ultimately, a high-quality subscriber would also be a premium member. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, installs. Like we know that installs uh, are you know really at the top of the funnel. But from your perspective, how important are are installs? Uh, everything. <laughs> Without installs, we wouldn't really have much of a business, um, especially since when the company was first started, we were only on desktop and Facebook app. Uh, so installs obviously weren't really a thing, mobile installs at least. Um, but over the years, we've now transitioned to where the majority of our uh, you know, new users come through mobile. And I think that's pretty much across the board now. Uh, with companies that have both mobile and uh, desktop sites in, this, in a similar space, uh, installs are, are king. That's, that's, that's interesting. Um, so does that mean, like, are you guys, do you run incentivized app install campaigns? Because that's a, a, a cheap way of getting installs. Yeah, so we do, mo most of our uh, app install uh, acquisition efforts are done uh, through Facebook advertisements. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're always looking at, uh, you know, different ways to generate uh, buzz around the name and to drive uh, organic, but Facebook ads are, are typically our go-to when it comes to, to mobile. Um, and then, of course, we work with other vendors such as uh, Liftoff and uh, a couple of other smaller partners that we have. Got it. So now you've got Let's say you know you're running campaigns on Facebook and and through your partners and driving installs. Are there certain strategies that you found work well to convert those installs into active, engaged users? Yeah, so that's interesting. Um, before I came to the company, the strategy that we had in place was to try to get as many people to install the app as possible. Uh, and I, I realized that we were probably missing out on a big opportunity to not get as many installs, but to get more engaged users. Uh, so what I've tried to work on over the last uh, several months has been to develop a new strategy around creating content that's going to be telling people exactly the experience that they're going to get when they come to Are You Interested? Uh, that way, when they click on the ad and they come to our app, they're people who know what they want to do, they know what the app's about, and they're more likely to become premium and be engaged on the site. Yeah, very interesting. So what do you find, I mean, when you're looking at the app, what do you find are, what, is, is there something that people love most? Or, you know, why do people love using AYI for those that are, are active users? I think it's the simplicity of it. Um, we've done a lot of surveys over the last month or so, and we found a lot of users really love the ability to just come onto the app and click an icebreaker button. And next thing they know, they wake up in the morning and they have, you know, 20 responses in their inbox of people nearby who responded to their icebreaker. And an icebreaker is something basic, such as, you know, would you go on a date and see this type of movie? 
and it gets sent to 300 people, and the 20 people who agree with that will start start a conversation with you. That's interesting. So, are there limits to to using the icebreaker? Like, are there limits to the number of people that you're able to to send that message out to? Yeah, we do limit it so that you can't just send an icebreaker out to the entire uh, ecosystem at the same time. That would be a little overwhelming. Um, but they do go out to plenty of users, and you can send them out every day. It's it's uh, I I haven't heard about that feature. It sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, it's kind of how we uh, view ourselves as a unique spot in a crowded marketplace. Yeah, yeah, cool, very cool. Um, so you've been doing actually. So how long have you been concentrating on uh, on UA within the mobile space for? UA really just the last year. Um, before that, it was more on the. Uh, targeting and creative side of social media marketing. Um, for the last year, I've been really focusing on uh, user acquisition. Um, and it, it's, there's a lot of things that overlap, but it's a, it's a very uh, different aspect when you're going directly after the user instead of just more of the branding side. Sure. So, so I, I, it's, it's very interesting. I, I'd love to understand what what are some of the bigger challenges that that you've encountered when it comes to mobile user acquisition? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is getting people to understand what they're coming to when they click on the ad. Because um, a lot of the time, you want to create an ad that's beautiful and the headline and the copy and everything is perfect. But understanding what's perfect in your mind and what's perfect for your end user, that's the biggest disconnect. And figuring out those few campaigns that do exactly that, that speak to your customer exactly how they want to be spoken to, and really get them to download your app and engage in it, that's the hardest thing. But finding that out is what is really what our job is as marketers. So, so um, I mean, if we could stay on this for a second, are there certain things that you've done to sort of uh, try to, to get at this? Are you, do you do extensive creative A-B testing? Are you sort of tracking all the way through to like the, a subscription event? Or how do you go about, um, you know, sort of addressing that? Sure. Yeah, we're very heavy uh, in analytics. Uh, everything we do with this company, you got to back it with data, uh, which I feel like most companies nowadays do, uh, given the uh, amount of data out there. So, yeah. Everything that we do is A-B tested. Um, we track everything all the way through uh, the funnel. Um, we have mobile attribution partners that allow us to do that. Um, so really, we could see from top to bottom when we run a campaign, um, did these users come in and uh, were they installing at cheaper rates? If they did do that, great. When they came to the site, uh, were they sending out lots of engagement or were they users that were coming in but didn't really know what they were getting into? And then ultimately, we track them down to if we got them at a low price, they came in and they engaged a lot, and ultimately, they loved this site and became a premium user. That's the ideal situation. Right, right. You know, it's funny. Um, so we've been, as I've shared with you, we've been speaking with a lot of marketers uh, in the mobile space, real specifically uh, in the you know mobile user acquisition. And when we talk with somebody who has come from the web side of things, or I mean, in your case, it sounds like Facebook, web and Facebook. Um, 
the, it's it's interesting just to note that the language that people use is different from those have who have just focused have, who's who's have spent time only on mobile. And so I noticed that you refer to the site and then people getting people to the site, even though it's with within the mobile experience. Uh, I don't know that I have a question here, but it's just uh, it's it's interesting to to see that the the language that people use to describe even just a basic flow on mobile really differs based upon their experience and where they're coming from. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. I never like noticed that before. I always refer to it as the site, even if I'm talking about the mobile uh, app itself. Right. Hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. So um, m moving on. Uh, now, something that we've been hearing a lot about from as we've had conversations with marketers is, uh, you know, is that CPIs have been going up and, you know, everybody, everybody invests a lot into Facebook. Facebook works very well. Uh, for for most marketers and in, in identifying quality users, but at the same time, there's a sense of being feeling overly dependent on Facebook, and that most of the marketers that we speak with are, uh, you know, have have made it an effort to diversify uh, to include other channels. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts about that? Oh, absolutely. Um, don't get me wrong, Facebook is great. Um, and, you know, it's still competitive with any other source of advertising out there. Um, but, you know, rates are going up. Um, it's becoming more competitive. Um, something I've noticed is that sometimes I'll run a campaign that doesn't necessarily uh, drive as much engagement as I would have liked. And because of that, Facebook limits the spend. So you got all these things of, you know, higher costs, spend could be a little bit more volatile. Um, so yeah, it does, it, it kind of makes you pause for a second and go, you know, wow, do I really want to put this many of my eggs in this one basket? Um, and then you take a step back and you realize the amount of value that Facebook still gives you and then you go, of course, you know, you still going to want to put a lot in that. Um, but in general, um, yeah, diversification, especially now more than ever as the competition is increasing on Facebook, is becoming more and more important. Uh, it's always been important. You never just want to hope that one channel is going to work out and stick with it forever. Um, but being able to find new partners, new ways to advertise, uh, it's really staying ahead of the curve uh, is really what's going to help your marketing portfolio, call it, uh, stay strong. Mm -hmm. now, there's, there's, there's a lot of companies in this space, and uh, you know most of the companies that we work with, uh, such as yourself, uh, they they have they they typically will go out and test a variety of different mobile demand side platforms and maybe some agencies as well and 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 maybe go direct to some of the networks, um, you know. And then and then what we hear is they they typically whittle all that down to uh, maybe two or three different partners because it's just so it's so fragmented and so challenging to to manage all of that. How do you handle that? Yeah, so that is one of the biggest challenges I'd say is we have a uh, we have a way for potential affiliates to sign up with us, um, and we get tons of requests every day. Um, and of course, some of these channels look great, and we'd love to try them out. Um, but we only have so many marketing dollars, and we can't spread ourselves too thin. So yeah, we you know just try to identify what are the most quali you know quality affiliates and quality networks to be working with, uh, give them a test budget, see how it goes, and then 
Um, if things pan out, you know, pretty quickly, that's great. We could bring them on, uh, you know, as a more permanent member. And if they don't, unfortunately, we got to kill them pretty quickly and move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So holidays are coming up soon. I know that for some industries, the holidays are uh, will make or break their year, especially mobile commerce. How important are the holidays to your business? Valentine's Day is probably what makes or break, breaks the business uh, as wow. a dating app, absolutely. <laughs> um, for some reason, even if we don't do any marketing, I'm sure we'd see a huge spike in our users uh, in the month coming up to Valentine's Day. Uh, and I'm sure that's with any dating site as people start thinking about it and you know, wondering, am I going to have a date for Valentine's Day this year? Um, so, yeah, holidays aren't, like, all, I'd say the major holidays, like, you know, the Christmases and the Thanksgivings, uh, those don't really matter too much. We could always do some promos or something like that around the holidays, but um, the biggest thing for us is Valentine's Day. Right, okay. What about, uh, what about the, the, uh, uh, the holiday that 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 comes at the end of September when Apple releases their new iPhone. Yeah, and new operating system. And um, new operating system. Yeah, I mean that's more of a uh, one really. Call, I guess it is a holiday. People go crazy over it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it kind of changes the game a little bit, right? Um, from a whole bunch of different things, uh, especially when the new iPhones come out and the uh, sizes are different for ads. I mean, anything could change from things. Um, and then you gotta kind of, you know, respect everything. And uh, from a consumer standpoint, though, I don't think much really changes on their end for when it comes to uh, something like that. Of course, we could probably do some promos and some ad copy around, you know, the new iPhone and all that. but. Uh, really, for us, it's it, we're. I think we're less focused on on those sort of events. Right. Got it. So, you know, mobile marketing and mobile use acquisition. It's all still very new and very fragmented, and creates all sorts of challenges for for us as marketers. Uh, what's the biggest mistake that you've made in mobile marketing or or UA? I would probably, Knowing that we've all made lots of mistakes. Sure. I think identifying the what you think is the absolute perfect targeting isn't necessarily the perfect targeting. Um, a lot of the time, you know, and and I've seen other people, you know, do this as well. Is we get so focused on this ability now to target these people down to the most minuscule things. We could say, uh, you know, we want to look at women in New York City between the ages of 20 and 25 who like tanning and smoothies and like dating apps. And then we're going to hit them with a tanning and smoothie ad for dating. And sometimes you can kind of get carried away with it. And that's definitely something I've been guilty of. Uh, you know, just thinking like, oh my God, I have this great idea. We're going to target dog lovers and we're going to hit them all with dog ads and it's going to work great. And then it doesn't pan out. And when you think about it, it's because there's no correlation between dogs and dating. Uh, unless we had a dating site for dogs, which that would be interesting. Uh, we should add that to our 
product now. Um, but, Not a bad you know, idea. Yeah, but uh, you know, just being able to take that step back and say, maybe being too niche isn't right. So, from your experience, have you when you when you try to, when you get too uh, too narrow or too niche with your targeting, do you just run into scale problems? It's a combination of scale, combination of CPI. Um, you know, because I, I think if people are going to download a dating app they're going to want to be reminded of things about love and romance and dating and relationships and, you know, the opposite gender. They're not necessarily going to correlate it with, um, you know, a dog and a guy if it's a woman seeing the ad. Even if Facebook is claiming that according to their targeting that they're dog lovers, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the perfect correlation that you want to align your app with. Um, so really messaging when it comes to mobile AU uh, so UA is uh, is is important and and it does affect everything from the yeah, spend to you know install. Right. So so basically, what I hear you saying is uh, uh, there have been times where you've really gotten too narrowly, like targeting too narrowly, and as a result, uh, you're just not getting the results that that you would want to see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's good. Good. So uh, on the flip side. Uh, you know, there there's a lot of a lot of people getting into the mobile marketing space, uh, whether they are new to marketing or coming from a different channel. Uh, is there any one piece of advice that you would give to those marketers? I think that a lot of new marketers in this space become so obsessed with the CPIs. You know, wanting to get as many installs for as such a, you know, the lowest price they could get, which of course, as a business, that's what you'd like to do. Um, but when you have other aspects of the funnel and engagement that you want to have with these users on your app, it's really important to be able to understand what's the right messaging, not just for getting the lowest install, but also for getting users who know what they're coming into and are going to be highly engaged. Um, so you kind of got to look at the bigger picture and say, if I was to click on this app and I clicked on your ad and I clicked on the download button, am I being brought to a product or a site or a game that accu accurately portrayed what the ad is saying, not just trying to get the cheapest install? That's good advice. It's good advice. So, uh, I'm interested in 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 uh, in understanding a little bit more about your job. Like, w w what do you? Because it sounds like you do a lot of things. But is there any one thing that you like more about your job? Tough question. Um, I've kind of at this point, I'm doing a lot of different things, from you know, creating new creatives to you know, onboarding new affiliates to you know, running internal campaigns. Um, but I think my favorite thing uh, when it comes down to the end of the day is looking at the data and seeing that, you know, we brought in 10,000 new users and then those 10,000 users sent, you know, 500, you know, messages. And out of those messages, you know, all these different people have conversations. And then, you know, thinking about, you know, how many marriages we could be uh, driving and just looking at the data of it, and it kind of, I guess, makes dating unsexy, looking at data. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of a data freak. I love looking at stats and numbers. 
Um, so seeing the data behind everything I do is probably my favorite part. It's more the analysis side. Well, I'm curious, what, what's your background? What did you study in school? I did marketing and uh, management. Um, marketing management. So I actually didn't do much on the uh, IT, business IT and analytics side. Um, but that's something over the last year that I really uh, have been honing in on. Um, you know, being able to search databases now uh, with running queries to see, you know, everything in my funnel and how it's, you know, doing every day. It's a uh, it's a interesting part of my job that I didn't think I was going to love, but I ended up loving. Yeah, that's good because you're in the mobile space, and it's you know, there's we've got more more data to work with than probably any other channel. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> more data than you know what to do with. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we've you know, and speaking with other marketers, and I could, you know, from from my own per firsthand experience, what I always encourage people to do is focus in on two or maybe three KPIs and and let everything else go. And and if you can really concentrate on improving, you know, hitting your KPI goals and improving beyond them, then every everything else will 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 come together for you. Absolutely. If you can identify your KPIs that are going to drive everything else and you can optimize for those, you're, you're golden. Yep. So um, mobile, mobile marketing, it's growing, it's evolving real quickly. What do you see as the next big thing in mobile marketing? I think it's going to come around the type of content that you can do with mobile marketing. Um, I know Facebook just recently opened up video ads um, for mobile installs, which we're very excited to start doing. Um, but in general, I mean, we're seeing a whole bunch of cool things now with uh, 3D videos, uh, you know, higher quality animated GIFs, uh, lots of different things where you can really now create content, uh, especially on a mobile platform, that could really engage a user in a way that you couldn't have before. So. Um, you know, I'm not going to go as far and say, uh, you know, we have holograms coming in the next five years, but I think there's going to be some pretty cool technology changes um, that'll allow marketers to create content that we would have never thought of before. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. Producing more, like better quality animated gifs and and more interesting types of video. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, very interesting. Just started doing uh, 3D videos. I don't know if you've ever seen one, but you could actually I, rotate your screen and you know see different parts of the video, and just the the applications for digital marketing there is is outstanding. I you know I have not seen that. I'll take a look at those. But I love the idea of having more interesting types of content that we can interact with in 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 different ways. The experience that we that we provide right now on mobile, it's 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 relatively flat. You know, it's a relatively limited experience from just like I mean, there is sort of you know like rich media. I think videos is probably the main form of, of sort of quality, rich quality content that we have. But I think I I can see that there's there's a need to just to really evolve the, the quality of the content, the type of content that we can interact with on our phones. Yeah, you kind of become numb to it after a while. Um... You know, being on Facebook or being on a website and being hit with a display ad or being on an app and being hit with an ad, you kind of get numb to it after a while. You've seen, so, you know, the same types of ads over and over and over again. The videos are all done in a similar aspect nowadays. So, you know, differentiating yourself 
is getting harder and harder, especially when anybody now can create an app and throw $500 on a marketing budget and, you know, just join the same competition as the people with the $500,000 marketing budget. Um, so I think users are becoming numb to the type of creative that we have. And the people who can come up with that next round of creative and what's really going to stand out to the end users are, are the people who are going to win the, the, uh, the marketing competition. Mm, yeah, could be, could be. Um, so you are one of our mobile heroes as part of our mobile heroes initiative, which as we've discussed is really meant to shine a spotlight on mobile marketers who are in the trenches on, you know, on the mobile marketing and the UA side and, um, and, and are working on building the business of a non-gaming app. So with that being said, love to understand who's your favorite superhero and why? Favorite superhero? Uh, that's a tough question. I'm a, I'm a big fan it's of the, uh, the hardest question of all. It probably is the hardest question. Uh, wow. I, I think my favorite superhero, um, and I don't know if you'd necessarily consider him a superhero, but uh, he is a hero and he's pretty super, would probably be James Bond. Huh. And I don't know. I just, I think he has such an interesting way about going about and tackling things. Like so many of the big superheroes that we see in Marvel and DC, they are, you know, the go in and beat up a guy or use some superpowers to, you know, defeat the villain. But that cool and collectiveness of James Bond is really what makes him just stand out, just this awesome guy. And I think that's why he, he would be my favorite superhero if we can extend that definition to him. Yeah, that's a, that's a great answer. And yes, let's extend the definition of a superhero to James Bond. I think it's a great idea. And you are the first to you are the first to claim James Bond as your favorite superhero. So good job there. Oh, look at that. Yeah, uh, a couple more questions. So we've been working. You've been working with Liftoff for a while. I'm curious to understand. Yeah, you know, what what was the challenge that you were facing when you decided to work with Liftoff? Yeah, so I think we started working with you guys uh, before I came on board. Um, but from what I understood, we were really just looking. Um, to find a source of high-quality, affordable traffic um, for mobile. Um, because mobile, like you've mentioned several times, it's hard to find really good quality partners um, and to be able to then scale with them and have a long-term partnership with them, especially when it's a, a somewhat new space and it's constantly evolving. Cool. And, and since you have been working with Liftoff, uh, what do you like most about working with us? I think it's the reactiveness. Um, you know, working with uh, you guys has been uh, great over the last several months, um, especially when it comes down to, you know, working out, you know, what's going to work best for both companies. You know, what type of strategy from payment options to you know, spend amounts, how can we make something work uh, and have an open dialogue that's going to work out for you guys uh, and obviously work out for us. Um, so probably the communication aspect and the willingness to, to come to a solution that works for both sides. Oh, good deal. Good to hear.
Well, Matt, listen, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us and share some of your experience and insights in, in the mobile space. I uh, hope you have a good afternoon and um, thanks again.